That's fine. It's good yeah, we go. can do. Hey, Jab. You know what? We're just on this train. You're the you're the conductor. Well, it's a terrible train to be on. I can tell it you that. It is a terrible train. Um, what what was your vibe <clears throat> today on any of the any any uh, Cam Newton stuff? We'll talk about obviously, right? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Did we? Um, yes. Did we want to talk about Tom's Sarah Fraser stalking? <sighs> God, honestly, where does it end? Where is it going to end? It's never going to end. Never going to end. Ever. I mean, he puts a shout out to her literally. Once a day. He's he's you know what? He's seeking attention dollars. That's all that's yeah, all not, he is. He's he's the ROM of Sarah Frazier. Oh, no doubt. Are we can we are we gonna recap some of these uh prop bets that we did? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean now, I don't even know what the answers are to some of them. Can I tell you guys this? I don't yeah. want one word about the OJ thing because I taped it for last night. If you watched it already, I haven't watched you. I haven't watched either. I I have both episodes DVR'd, okay. so I haven't seen either. I, I mean, to turn off JP today because he started like just trying to make it all about him, and you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, is it? Wait, is it going to be a spoiler? I mean, you know what happens ultimately. So, do you really? He you know what I mean? Her. That's true. He, no, wait. yeah, she dies. I mean, I hope I didn't ruin it. She he, dies. He gets not guilty. He he, he cuts her head off. I loved and then... her. I loved her. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I did watch that I was fascinated with was. The secret recordings on like the Discovery Channel last week, like the secret recordings of OJ. Yeah, and it was like, uh, I mean, it was it was pretty riveting stuff where he was just saying, I don't know, I can't remember. He was saying a lot of things that you were like, yeah, he was about to kill himself. Yeah. And I think Kardashian said that OJ was like about to kill himself in his house, <laughs> and he talked him off the ledge. And... I just get the impression though that OJ's ego, he was never gonna kill himself. I mean, he's just uh, look at this. First of all, he somehow is cleared. Not not somehow. I know how he was cleared. Okay, he, they they moved it to L.A. It should have been in Brentwood. The the jury was predominantly black. This is fact. I'm not stating anything controversial. And uh, Johnny Cochran played into that, and he got cleared. Okay, great job. He he literally lopped off two people's heads and then walked. Election. And then what? Not even ten years later, he's holding up some people in a in a Las Vegas casino room with a gun. Oh, speaking of that, they I mean, also they also yeah, talked about the civil. Gear, though, they had, they had this. They talked Who about cares? the civil trial where he, you know, where he was found. Whatever it's not called guilty, but it's called you know. Uh, yeah, he was found responsible. responsible. Well, anyway, they civil. said you know the result was you know thirty three and a half million dollars. The yeah. Goldmans. And the Browns never I've got zero. one penny. Yeah. Nothing. Zip. And they said that when OJ busted into that guy's hotel room to steal his stuff back, they said that he was quoted as saying that he wanted to get that stuff back because he didn't want it to end up in the hands of the Goldmans. Yeah. Well, did Ron I mean, get he didn't pay one back? cent. Well, it was Nicole's glasses. Oh, that's right. Sorry. No, it was Nicole's mom's glasses. Well, Nicole's mom's glasses. Glasses. Yeah. I mean, talk about bad beat central. For I, I swear to God, the first the, the the first episode when my wife and I were watching this uh, last week, I was thinking that same exact thing. And, you know, who knows if, if Ron Goldman was banging her. I mean, that could have been going on. But if Nicole Brown's dumb mom doesn't leave her glasses – at Mezzaluna or whatever that that place was called. Yeah, Mezzaluna. Ron Goldman might be walking around the earth today. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Do you really think what what waiter on this earth 
just takes glasses and personally returns them to someone. Trust me, he he was probably smashing yeah, it. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, he was bringing his glasses. He was on a house call. That's what he yeah. was doing. Yeah. I mean, come on, let's glasses. be honest. But yeah, that's just bad beat central though. To just that night to show up and you just, I mean, just lock look off. out, look out, <laughs> look out, look out. That's a, it's great. It's from Howard. I love it. It's so yeah. good. Oh yeah. That's back when I actually listened to Howard. I know. I know. Uh, Yak and his boy Kubian, who thinks the Cubs are going to world the World Series, and it might let Cub Lion, oh my Kubian, whatever that cocksucker's name is. <laughs> is it it's Cub a, Lion? It's a com- yes, it's. A, I always thought it was Kubian too. No, 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 no. My boy Dennis, his <laughs> listen to this guy. You want to talk about a loser at life? Well, he's a bit touchy too, Yak. Teams. Right? Is he a bit touchy? Uh, no, he's okay. He's actually a pretty funny guy. Uh, he's an interesting dude, but he doesn't like it, when I tweak him. Yeah, his his Twitter handle. Is Cub Lion, which is a combination of his two favorite teams, losers. the Cubs and the Lions, losers. the two biggest losers. Yeah. And he root, should be and Cub he root, Lion Browns. Hey, and in general, he roots for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh, well, that's I a mean, good year for him, though. This year's been okay outside of the Lions and yeah, Calvin. I know, but I'm just saying it's just so. It's he's just. I mean, he is from the Midwest. Well, he loves so. Brandon Sheriff. Then. Can't tell, Yak. He doesn't look like it. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, I can't. I can't believe I all this time I thought it's Kubion. Yeah. <laughs> so see, apparently, so did Jack. Yeah. Well, well, look. It looks like an uppercase I. C U B I O N Kubion. Like I thought maybe that was his last name, like John Kubion. All right, let's start this. Can we? Show. Can we start the show? Yeah, start so, it. You're the leader. All right. So again, we want to thank everyone for tuning in between yeah, Tom, thanks the for, lines. Thanks for tuning in. And I, I wish we could just somehow change between the lines from THA. I mean, it's one of those things where we just rushed it Who's together. We? Who's we? Not me. I did it. Okay. I rushed it. I wanted to get the Twitter launched. I wanted to just so quick to get it out there. Rich Newton over here. He's, he's just, just trying to like put it all on everybody it. else. At least I followed through and I didn't just do it half-ass and walk away. So, but we are on the Baltimore Sports Report Network. You can listen to us, BaltimoreSportsReport.com, and, of course, up on iTunes. That finally got uh, remedied a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. And I've finally been told that now we have some kind of credits built up. Yeah. That we can make phone calls. We can we can get guests on finally now that football season's over. Hey, Yak. Yeah. Did you see our boy Rich reaching out as a like the like the uh, junior junior producer that he is today to uh, one drab T-shirt over the Twitter machine and asking him if um, how they run the old Big O and Duke show. No, but I literally when we do this show like we are right now, I keep my Twitter feed up on my desktop. He just tweeted Sarah Fraser again. I saw it. <laughs> but no, I, I missed that. What did he say to draft? Well, no, 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 no. He no, it was it well, because was rich. wait I, a second. Can I tell the story since it's me? Well, I mean, it's kind of hack. I mean, you think I, I think Jabby here, gets I do tweety. fifty podcasts a day, and you're asking Mr. T-shirt. Who don't get me wrong, I listen to Big O Dukes every time they they put a show out there. Don't get me wrong, they do a fantastic job. But you asked him basically if they had a studio or not. Why didn't you just piss in his mouth? Well, yeah. because if you see, because when you see the 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 screenshot. It's just the four of them in different screens. Yes. If they it's were all, if they were all in the state, I know. But if they were all in the studio, like the junks, it's all just one shot of all four of them sitting there on one screen. Why do they need to have four different shots? Like it's the beginning of the Brady Bunch. If they're all <laughs> sitting there together, that was my question. Right. They're in like, the bunker. Why are you? They call it. Okay. The tech fine. corridor known as Manassas. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Kill me because I don't listen to the Big O and Dukes. Yeah, right? I don't either. I'm sorry, Actually, I'm one of the, the 7,000 yeah, I mean, people that does that, that was quite the revelation. That I'm a Big O and Dukes guy? 
Yeah, I didn't yeah, know Dukes that. Yeah, Dukes hates me, but I'm a big fan of that show. I like that show. Dukes, uh, he unblocked me. Whoa. Did he really? Which yeah, seems? and actually, we've had a couple of exchanges over Twitter. Oh, I wonder if he must be hemorrhaging I'll, listeners. Hey, then. I, I said this <laughs> a, a, within the last couple months. I don't know when we start doing this show. I call That's a spade lot. a spade, brah. <laughs> and I've so said well. it. I think Chad Dukes is talented. He is. And, he is? and that show is much better and it's listenable now that LeVar's gone. Who's LeVar? Yeah, LeVar who? He's an idiot. He could take over that midday show, though. But yeah. don't get Rich started on that either, because no, 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 monkey no, no, stilts don't, for that, don't. too. Yeah. All right, so and, I mean, I know LeVar, I know one thing. LeVar's really good on the NFL Network. Not yeah. at all. Sure, more, so. more tweets of people's shoes. Um, what, I, what I think is a good thing we're going to do tonight is we're going to have our first guest, because you talked about credits. And it was really difficult to pull this guy because, you know, I mean, this guy's a born, I mean, this guy's a host on afternoon, speaking afternoon drive like Chad does down in D.C. One Jeremy Kahn from 105.7 The Fan here in Baltimore. Big Peyton Manning supporter slash lover slash whatever you want to put it. So we're going to get his insight on how he is. Plus, last time I checked, our boy Jeremy likes to throw a little cash yak as far as I know. Yeah, well, that's good. I think Jeremy was on the, our show back in the day when, yep. we were, when we were at the studios in Chantilly. I love it. Is he, is, so what, what does he got? Does he have the evening drive show over there or, or yep. afternoon drive? Yep. He's got him the Scott Garceau show. Yep. Yeah. So Tim Scott, he does, he carries a lot of, he does a lot of the heavy lifting there and um, he's good. He does a lot of good stuff and he's good to us and good to me. So he will be on the show to kind of recap a little bit. We'll recap our thoughts of... Super Bowl 50. Super Bowl 50. Before yes. we go call get a hold of Jer here, Yak and Richard wants to jump in. Um, well, hey, before you, actually, before we jump no, into go, that, yeah. now that we have these credits and I said we're going to reach out to people and reach out and touch someone, are we going to – I would love and, – and shockingly that this text went unanswered, I, I think. I said I would love to get a Ravens beat guy, a Redskins beat guy, maybe like um, in a couple weeks before – Free yeah. agency starts. Like, I know it's like March 9th and free. I would say like a month or so. A month free agency starts. Yeah, yeah. And about maybe less, around mid-March because I'm gonna. And I know this sounds crazy. I'm 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 gonna be a little footballed out. Not that February is a great month, but let's just do it like in about a month. I'm down with that. I think the week before free agency. I like that. Yeah. That's yeah, fine. But, so, but you know yeah. what? We've put this bar so high because we're, you know, again, we were used to be BT Sports Radio and we would get guys like what? Clinton Portis, Dan oh, Steiner. The bar is back up now that we have credit. Dan Halley. Yeah, I mean, we can't just like get like, I'm sorry, nothing against Brian McAnally or whatever that donk's name is in 1067 The Fan. Brian uh, McNally. He's terrible. Sorry. He is but boring. I mean, we got to get, I mean, we got to get like in. Can we get Rissini on and talk dirty or no? We'll get not, something. I think I, Listen, I think I, I could get Dan Steinberg. Yeah, oh, well, so we, easily we could get Steinberg. Easily. One of us just has to say, Dan, would you want to come on the show? I'm just, telling you right now, when we had BT Sports and even when I had the tailgate originally, like five to six years ago, I will grasp at anybody. I don't care who it is. If it's somebody that I think that we would like to have on, I will grasp and say, I would love for you like to come Like the kid the from Karate Kid? And he's in. He's still in to this day. He would be in if we just got to get him if we want him. Hey, William Zabka. We should have him. I don't know uh, why we don't. I mean, Kai it's Forbath. so crazy. No, we don't want Kai. We, you don't think we couldn't get Dustin Hopkins or <laughs> Nick Sunberg or, I mean, that's what I'm saying. These lower rent guys, yeah. Will Compton, I guarantee if you just get a grasp and they will come on the show. Yeah, no big but, deal though, yeah, because um, Rich sent me a screen cap of a certain NBA player today and said try to get him on too. So we'll, I, we'll work on I, that. I saw that. How'd you get that number? 
long story short, one of the guys that I used to do the junks um, when I did the P1 Junkie show. Broadworks? Uh, no, no, no. This other guy, Ryan. His company worked with Durant, and he personally handled a lot of Durant's, like, um, uh, I guess, PR for that visit when he came in here to do it or whatever. Yeah. So he gave me the number, and he was like, hey, he's like, well, and he's like, if you need a guest for your show, why don't you just reach out to him? Here's his phone number. I'm, I'm sure he'd, he'd come scared. right on. No, I'm just saying, well, you never know. It's just, you never know. Say, hey, throw, throw, throw us a bone. Montrose Christian. Just drop Montrose Christian. I even yeah. thought about looking at the directory to find out, like, who the coach was and stuff and just drop names, drop nuggets. You have no problem doing that. That's what I love about you. You will continue to scoop and scoop and scoop until you get it. Hey, yeah, Javi. Yes, sir. Whatever. You like how when – did you like how when this com- this little conversation we're talking about now started – when Rich said, "Now that we have these credits, yeah, we have that them. that Jabby paid for." Right? Was it was it the time when he was beating up his keyboard too? Was that that same yeah. time too when he's just pounding his keyboard, texting uh, our boy Tom C. Block, who, by the way, another shout out for our boy Tom, the number one P one of this show, wrote back to Rich again quickly. I've never seen a person tweet back faster. I don't know if he's on. Is he on your tweet deck, Rich? I mean, he's all over it. I don't have TweetDeck, but it is insane that by the time I push send on any tweet, there is a notification, and it's Tom C. Bandito writing back. I'm looking right now. There looks like it. It looks like there was a two-minute separation. Although that could be less than that. Yeah, it's a two-minute separation. But yeah, he just. He fires those things off. I don't know what he's doing. He's supposed to be at home being a dad. I don't know what he's doing. He's just on Twitter nonstop. Oh, he's a fat finger. Can, hear, can, can we hear the dialing anymore? Are you on a, are you on a pay phone with these credits? Oh my God. I just picked up the phone to just, to, just to hook it. I thought that way. I put this on mute, I thought. But I'm going to you know let, pull him back the curtain a little bit here. We're going to call Jer on this beautiful, wonderful show. So you guys continue to roll. Yeah, no. But you don't. You don't I, think though that I. I would just. I mean, I, I love grasping for guests because what it doesn't. What does it matter to me if they don't want to come on or if they don't? Yeah, ask, you know I, what I mean? would. I would grasp and and see. Here's the thing, and I think uh, Salisbury. Does he follow you? Nah, no. It's only okay. follows you. He some. He must. He follows me. I think from back in the day when uh, he, we were on BTS Sports Radio. But come on. I mean, the, the dialing is. Dude, I think Javi's doing that on purpose. Just well, now I am for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's like back in the day when you're trying to make a phone call and your mom picks up the yeah. phone and starts dialing. No, it's but so yeah, I would, I would. But yeah, you're right. Salisbury would make a great guess. We had him before, but yeah, but I, I think mean, he's got his own show now. And I no, he does. I don't he see does. him on Twitter as much. But he goes on with with Chad a lot. I mean, him and Chad yeah. are boys. But he goes. I don't think it's one of those things where he's like. Uh, contractually obligated to hey, only stay on his Yahoo show. You know who I'd like to ask? What? Uh, although it, it's not, it's not, uh, it's, we're out of season now and he follows me. And the thing is, I'd like to ask him, but I feel like he would have to give me like kind of the, the guilty, like, no, just because he's kind of big timer now is Dan Helly. That's the one I would like. I'd love Dan. Especially I mean, dude, Dan Helley works too. for the mother effing NFL Network. Right. And Why he was on our you? show. I, yeah, we know because we talked. We, yeah, yeah, we talked. We said he was the dreamiest, the, the dreamiest anchor in the area. Well, let me just say, and he is. And I saw him in person at the Ashburn <laughs> and Wex. he is. Yeah. But yeah. here's the thing about Dan Helley, and and I and I did I do like Diana Rossini. 
I don't, you know, everybody likes to rag on her. I don't know if it's good, it, it's it's sexism or whatever it is. But the bottom line is this. That station, Channel 4, they have finally, and I hate to say it because I don't even know what this lady's name is now, but finally, after about 12 or 15 years, they have hit a wall with their sports anchor because they had Dan Helley, NFL Network, Lindsay Zarniak, she's a superstar at ESPN, Diana Rossini, she's going over to ESPN. But Dan Helley was like a big shot uh, in D.C. Was Don't he not? they took Michael Kim, too. The Oriental, dude. the Oriental guy, he was like, he used to be on like Channel 8 or something. They, they took him too. I, I thought he was a tennis player. Maybe it's Dave Kim. It's some kind of Kim. Some no, kind of. You're right. You're right. It's Kim. Yeah, Michael Kim, right? Yeah, it's Michael Kim. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, sure they just poach everybody. No, it's Michael Kim. Is Not his the name. Kim that pays left field for the Orioles either. No. Who? Who? Sue Young Chin? Yeah, I, I mean, I would like to ask him. We're out of season, though. We could ask Steinberg, and I'll tell you, Steinberg has. Uh, he's got a hard on for the Caps now, which is good because the rest of the town should be that way. He wrote a really good column the other day about the Capitals and how basically they they might be the most. Oh my god! Oh, you like that? Great. You yeah, like that? I like that. You like that? Is I do like be... that they went back and forth on this Hello? radio road. Hey, thing. Jeremy Kahn. Hey, how are you, buddy? What's up, man? We're on, by the way. We, we don't know well. how to, like, you know, kind of splice it or anything. We're calling you directly. We're not giving you the old, hey, we're calling from so-and-so. You can say whatever you want, brother. You want, Our boy no. Sports Yak <laughs> Mike is here. No. It's... What's up, Jeremy? What's up, Mike? That works fine, man. I'm good to go. Good, good. And you know How's our boy going? Rich Turpin, the Baltimore lover? Oh, number one fan. What's up, Rich? Hey, Jeremy. All right, <laughs> let's so... – I mean, do, yeah, do we, wait, do we get you out of your slumber? wrapping up practice with the children's. The children's. Well, Jeremy's oh, yeah. like me. He's what? got 100 <laughs> kids, too, and he's running around doing hoops and all kinds of other things and watching his games on his phone. Yeah, Jeremy, I coach basketball seven days a week, so. Yeah. What ages? What ages? Uh, I do uh, – I coach eighth graders and seventh graders, basically. Uh, two right. travel teams, and then – I coach uh, a rec team as well. So it's seven days a week, twice on Saturday, sometimes three times on Saturdays. So, And these but aren't even his kids, by the that's way. That's grind. Yeah, Jeremy, this is from his, like, you know, he's got kids coming out of his ears. Um, all right, Jared, we're gonna, we want to kind of get you on because obviously you love your boy Peyton Manning and we kind of want to get the vibe on that. Plus, there's there might be – this this show is called Between the Lines, Jeremy. We've kind of rebranded this terrible podcast. And so we're now we're Between the Lines, so we like to talk about lines occasionally. Um, real quick, give us, your, give us your side. Tell us about your night that was the Super Bowl, how it went down, and, um, you know, what side you might have played. Uh, yeah, I was I was all over Denver, and I got I mean you know you can hear it on my show. I got tired of people calling in telling me I was uh, being a homer because I was picking them and this and that because I obviously am a Peyton Manning fanboy, whatever. Um, but you know, fact of the matter is, and anybody knows me well enough, is my favorite color is green. So I would rather win uh, money than than uh, be wrong and have my team win or whatever. Um, so I did. Uh, I had a a lot of good things going for me come Sunday. I hit a bunch of props. I think I gave out I blogged and gave out 10 prop bets on the air. I think they went 8-2. and two. Um, Some of them wow. played a little bit more heavily than others. And uh, and on the game, yeah, I, I can definitely buy a couple new pairs of shoes, so I'm doing alright. 
it went well. But but on, on like on Sunday nights for me, or when I'm watching uh, Peyton play, I, I don't even know when I developed what I'd like to call this bad habit. Uh, every time they score, I do a shot, and every time they kick a field goal, I do what I like to call a baby shot, which is a half. Um, and then I found myself on Super Bowl Sunday because I was drinking alone, which was kind of creepy. But uh, I found myself doing shots on sacks and uh, halftime and uh, whatever. <laughs> Anything I found interesting, I end up doing a shot on. So I had a pretty good night Sunday night. All right, Jeremy. So you've already admitted to being a, a Manning fanboy. So where are you at? Obviously, the talk of the town is, is he going to retire? He's Obviously, these people have said he's not welcome back in Denver because they think he's done. Where are you, the ultimate Peyton Manning fan? What side are you? Should he hang up the cleats or should he throw his hat in the ring one more year? But, there's no question. Hang him up. Um, you know, and I, it's, it's, it's a matter of a lot of things. He's definitely not the same player he was. And I know mentally he probably feels like he is. Um, you know, you're winning games. I mean, I, there was stuff brought up saying, well, what if Houston comes calling? Because he's definitely not going back to Denver. The only way I could ever see him going back to Denver is if they came and begged him to come back because Brock Osweiler went elsewhere and there's nobody else in the market. That's the only thing I could possibly see, and even then it doesn't make sense. Um, but Houston was brought up because they're in a weak division, great defense. Uh, they have a number one receiver, a decent offensive line and running game. The only thing they're missing is a quarterback. But even now, I mean, we all know it. We see him. He's, he's a shell of, him for, of his former self. And even when he makes some of the throws, I can still see the old Peyton Manning make the read, make the throw, and – in the NFL, we're talking about hundreds of a second being the difference of the ball being tipped away to being a completed reception or even an interception going the other way. So even though the mind works the same, the body's not. And I hope he hangs him up. I think there was a lot of things that alluded to him possibly walks away, um, but clearly he's not himself. And if you read any of the stories about what he goes through after each and every game just to get his pads off, um, it's going to take him 45 minutes to get his cleats and pads off after every game. Now, maybe they're uh, you know, over and uh, over, kind of explaining or explaining what what that is, and like maybe it's blown out of portion a bit. But I, 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 I kind of buy it. I can see him needing help getting all that stuff off. So I'm hoping he hangs him up. If he goes to the Rams, I think Stan Kroenke's the biggest piece of garbage in professional football. So um, that's just my opinion. Hey, Jared, real quick, do you think the main reason why um, it takes it for a while to get those pads off because that HGH is starting to kind of kick in a little bit? It could be. I mean, you know, <laughs> have you guys tried it yet? I mean, it's great. Oh, I do so, it in a heartbeat. Oh, I, I wish you know, I could get a hold of the it. The funny thing about that, <laughs> the funny thing about that whole story is, and I, I said this on the air, and I got killed. I don't even have a problem if he did it because I don't think he's doing it to get an edge. I think he's doing it to get back out on the field. Um, and I mean, we all can look at him. He had that great year. Maybe he did it the year. Um, he broke the, the offensive record for touchdowns in a season, and they got smoked by the, the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Maybe he did. I, personally, I really don't care. I, I think HGH, I, I think there, there's a good portion of the league that's been using it. Um, uh, and, and, and also, when you look at it, I think there's a lot of players, especially in baseball, that use it for the healing factors. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's it's tough to say. I, I, don't, I don't know enough about that, but, you know, that's another thing. Just, even if he did do it right off in the distance, who cares? Um, if he didn't, you know, I, I mean, he's he's already kind of denied it, but there's some shady stuff going on on the side there with Ari Fleischer. So, but uh, yeah, I, at I, least some of the alleged reports. I don't have a problem with with the NFL players doing doing it just because it's such what it does to their bodies. I think it's a different thing with baseball. But Jeremy, let me ask you about 
the Broncos specifically, and it's pretty much a given. You know, their defense, it, they're the reason that they won Sunday. I mean, that was just, you know, Peyton didn't have his best day. So, I mean, I don't know if you're a Broncos, Mark, or just if you're just a Peyton Manning fan, but, you know, assuming that they re-sign Von Miller and they, they keep most of their parts on the defensive side of the ball, you think this team could repeat with Brock Osweiler? No. I, I mean, I, I think that defense is special, and I think the run that they put together was great. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm a lot different than most people. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Peyton was great or anything, but the, the difference in him playing the long haul as opposed to Brock, and I'm not a big believer in Brock, and, and you know, for their sake, if he re-signs there, I hope I'm dead wrong for him. But um, – I don't know, like his the the uh, the football IQ in the red zone uh, wasn't there. The you know when you start looking at some of the other things, some of the throws he made, the dropped interceptions. The one difference in Peyton is he can definitely read a defense and make you pay um, if you make a mistake. I don't think there were too many mistakes made by Carolina on Sunday. Uh, the weird thing was the first drive of the game he was great. The, in the second half he wasn't. But you know just looking at Denver and what they have to do. It looks like they might end up cutting uh, Ryan Clady. Uh, Peyton Manning could be off the books, obviously. DeMarcus Ware is another one that could come off the books. And then they got to figure out what else they're going to do. There's a, a couple players that maybe they want to restructure, resign. Von Miller's going to end up being the highest-paid player in the league on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I don't know if they're going to start looking like Indomitian Sioux-type contract, but maybe per year. And then on the flip side, um, you know, they got to look at their corners and try to keep those guys intact as well. Uh, I know Tlaib got the big deal. I'm not sure what Chris Harris's contract is. And uh, their safeties, uh, they've got some issues there. Danny Trevathan, an important linebacker, Brandon Marshall, some of those guys' contracts are up as well. So a lot of interesting things for them to look at and re-signing. But, you know, if you finish on top and you win you win the division, you win the, the Super Bowl, and you, you go out, whatever, teams are going to start picking your team apart, coaches and player-wise. And some of these guys will get overpaid and not get paid what they did, what they should get paid. Uh, but that's just the way it is. Absolutely. And we're talking to our my boy Jeremy Khan. You can hear him on 105.7 The Fan from 2 to 6. Some hack named Jab occasionally will call and talk Orioles with him and uh, Scott Garceau, the legend here in Baltimore. <laughs> uh, Jer, real quick here, before we before we get out of here, we don't want you to, you know, you got a lot going on. you got to get home and take care of that beautiful angel that um, somehow lets you sleep next to her at night. Um, <clears throat> Jer, what, what was your vibe? Yeah, I don't know how that works out. I don't either. What was your vibe on the whole Manning thing at the end of the game with his shilling and everything? Here, here's my thought. I don't think that he was going to say anything to say, I'm going to retire, you know, like Yak was asking, do you think you retire, whatever. My whole thing was, I think his press conference is going to be, let's just see it. Can you, can you see it now? Papa John's on one side, right? Like behind him, the Papa John's thing, some Budweiser on the other <laughs> side. He's got everything out in front of him on the podium to say, I'm, I'm taking my talents to NBC to take over for Collinsworth or whatever. You know what I mean? I can see something like that because this guy is the ultimate businessman. I have no hate for him whatsoever. I think he's done a fantastic job and, and if you had yeah, to well, guess, the over-under beers, how many did he really drink? I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah, it's funny, though, because I feel like if they allowed the, the NFL players to be like uh, NASCAR drivers, that Peyton would end up being like Ricky Bobby when he had the Fig Newton sign across the windshield. And <laughs> he'd probably have one of those right across, uh, you know, right across the helmet across the front where he couldn't even see. Um, but it's weird because most people were saying, well, Budweiser probably paid him. No, he's just – he's the ultimate – marketer for himself because he owns two Anheuser-Busch distributors uh, down in 
Louisiana. And I don't know. It's like, it's like how much money do you need? I, I kind of get that from some fans. But on top of it, when, when we're all sitting there saying, look at him, he's such an idiot. He was talking about Budweiser and he sounds stupid. What is everybody talking about on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday? Like, can you believe Peyton talks about Budweiser? We're all saying Budweiser. And we're all talking about him kissing Papa John, which was – that guy's like one of the biggest creeps I've ever seen in my life. So, yeah. um, I, I don't – that part drives me nuts. And, then, you know, for years, he's a guy that uh, never – I don't know. Maybe he did say no to some endorsements, uh, Magnum condoms or something. I but he, he – it doesn't seem like he's the type of guy that turns down endorsements because he's he's kind of hawking everything. Right. Well, the, bo- the bottom well, line with him, whatever. too – it, 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 No, he's got a great personality – uh, I mean, he, he, he really did himself a huge favor with his, I don't know how long it's been, but that appearance he had on Saturday Night Live eight, nine, ten years ago was great, and it's propelled him. And Fantastic. the guy, he's very personable. He's a great marketer. And regardless of if anything comes out of this HGH, and I don't think he's out of the woods on that personally, I don't think it's going to matter. I mean, the guy's going to be in the conversation for one of the top three quarterbacks in the history of the game. And he's going to be marketing stuff until he's in his sixties. Period. So, yeah, that's that. when it comes down to him, too, you were talking about top top three quarterbacks or wherever people put him. You know, Mount Rushmore, top five. I, I even I think I heard Mad Dog Russo saying he's in his top ten. But I mean, the guy has every statistical passing record. He has five MVPs, which nobody's done. He's won two Super Bowls. And I'll listen to the people that say he didn't perform the best in two Super Bowl runs. But I tell you what, when he when he had his best performance in the postseason, that's when they laid the egg in the AFC Championship and they lost uh, twenty to three to the Patriots. And then the very next year, they make the rule enforcements on how you can defend receivers because Ty basically turned Marvin Harrison into a prison bitch. He held him down on the ground. I mean, threw him down to the ground the, the entire game. And and Reggie Wayne was nowhere to be found. So, uh, you know, it's. It's interesting because I guess 20 years from now, maybe we won't talk about all this and we'll just go over the main numbers of what they've accomplished. But, you know, I can remember back Tom Brady's first Super Bowl, game manager. What do you have, 150 yards in the game, top five defense that shut down the greatest show on turf. Uh, Big Ben's first Super Bowl. He has the worst QBR for anybody in Super Bowl history. Um, I mean, you know, John Elway's the the first Super Bowl he won. He was awful. Uh, And Terrell Davis kind of got him over the top. It's just – it is what it is. I mean, sometimes you don't have your best stuff and you find a way to win. And when you look at this team and at the Denver team, that is, and what they accomplished, I mean, it is pretty pretty impressive the way they won because in a game that really had no offense, I thought they utterly dominated. But, again, my opinion. All right, Jeremy, before we let you go, obviously we spent a lot of time talking about Peyton Manning, talking about the Broncos because you're such a fanboy. But I think we would not be doing our due diligence here by getting your take on what everyone else is talking about, and that's Cam Newton, the press conference, obviously the hoodie, uh, the nonchalant attitude, and ultimately getting getting up and leaving the podium. What do you? What is your take on Newton? Me personally, I, I couldn't care less that he did it. Um, but what was your two cents on Cam Newton? Yeah, I, I kind of went and said, um, you know. I don't have as big of an issue with it as most people do. I thought the NFL really kind of screwed the pooch with Chris Harris Jr. talking behind him. Um, you know, most people didn't realize that when it was going on. And Cam's sitting there after he just lost the game and the cornerback on the other team saying, yeah, we wanted him to throw the ball. We dared him to throw. We didn't think there was any way in hell he could throw on us. I thought that was piss poor by the NFL to allow that to happen. Um, 
you know, I, I do think there, there's a maturation process that still needs to happen. I understand what he's saying about being a poor loser, this and that. I'm, I'm fine with all that. But you need to get better at some point to a degree. I thought Brandon Marshall on Inside the NFL last night, if you saw it, they had a lot of cool stuff behind the scenes. You see Cam. You hear what he says to Peyton after he won. He congratulated him and, and what they had going back and forth. Josh Norman asked Peyton to mail him a, a jersey and all this other stuff even before the game was over. I mean, there there were some kind of interesting things that happened on the field, and he was. He was a poor loser, the hoodie up and just sitting there. But I kind of get it. I kind of get that you're upset because you lost the game. And But, you know, the mass media is not going to forgive him for it. And the people that didn't like him because of his antics on the field are going to continue to go after him. I just took it and said, you know what, uh, I he'll grow from this. He's still a young quarterback. This is his first experience with real success in the league, winning the MVP and going to the Super Bowl. I think he'll get better, but I also don't think he gives a rat's ass what anyone thinks about him. I, I think that shows in every single game. Absolutely, Jerry, and you were all over it. I, I agree with you on that whole thing, and we're going to get into that after um, we let you actually go home after your 50-hour day of – between radio, listening to hacks like myself calling you and other things going on here. Um, uh, final thing, final thing I have for you. Um, what, what, what's your vibe real quick, Oreo-wise? I, I know you're as excited as I am with what's going on. Or the thing I was thinking about, Jero, as I was driving home from the old hockey plex today, is this a way for the Orioles to pull the old wool over everybody's head and say, hey, listen, we're going to go out and get this guy, this guy, this guy, the day after they send invoices out and price hikes. I, that could be a part of it, but um, you know we'll see what what they. Act, I, I haven't seen because I've been in the gym for two hours. If they did, did anybody actually sign? No. Um, you know the the room, a lot of Lincoln. Yeah, lot the rumors of, of Gallardo. Uh, yeah, I, I love the the Jay Bruce rumors. Mm-hmm. If, if there's anything to that, um, Dexter Fowler makes a ton of sense for the top of the order. He fits a lot of needs. Uh, I, I remember the old Dexter Fowler as a solid not spectacular outfielder so i'm wondering if he can build off of what he did in chicago they had a pretty good lineup but there's a pretty good lineup here too i don't think the home run numbers are indicative of what we see from on a continual basis from dexter fowler with the wind constantly blowing out in chicago but you know if he can keep the average up play a good outfield and I, i'm all for i said all along if they sign gallardo then screw it give up the second round pick too and or your second pick and go after and get someone else because the value's there at that point in time uh, if they're willing to spend the money, but yeah, I, I'm excited. I, you know, I, I don't mind being labeled a homer from time to time. And when I look at the team and look at this division, I'm not as enamored with all the teams in the division. You know, we all talk about pitching wins, pitching this and that. Pretty much everybody has either the Orioles or the Rays finishing in last place, and the Rays have the best starting pitching in the division without a shadow of a doubt. Right. Um, and then you look at Toronto. Yeah, they're mashers. I, I don't know if I trust their bullpen, and they made some small moves there. And then on the flip side, too, the Yankees are great bullpen, but I don't love their starters. And, and we'll see again with the Red Sox if they can continue and have success. I, you know, I, The David Price signing makes a ton of sense, but um, I, I just think the division's still Wide open. open. And, and I don't mean that the Orioles are going to run to the front and win the whole thing. My point in saying the division is, is, is open is that I think the, from first place to fifth place, there might be ten games different right. of all the teams. You know, I think they're all kind of bunched in there. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, Jeremy, we appreciate you, you know, squeezing us in on your, you know, marathon day, and um, hopefully you'll be able to get home tonight and watch a little Walking Dead or OJ or whatever it is that you're into at this point, because we know you love the TV viewing as well. I'm gonna try to watch some hoops. 
Yes. Yeah, I'm going to try to watch some hoops, but the wife is home, so I may end up watching a Lifetime movie with Meredith Baxter, Bernie, and like Jasmine Blake <laughs> or something. So we'll see. That's always good. Well, and Jeremy, if we can give we can give you one uh, coaching tip: four four corners. Four corners. Yeah. We were playing. I think it's God's honest truth. We were playing in house, which is wreck and. My team was up five points, and they were in the third quarter. Or, uh, excuse me, the, the way they, they, they chop it, ten-minute quarter. So we're in the first half of the fir- uh, fourth quarter, if that makes sense. Yep. So every five minutes you have to sub. And this coach goes to a four corners when my team's up five. And I looked over at him and says, we're winning the game, Chief. You can hold the ball all you want. I'm just going to stay in this zone. I'm not pulling my kids out to go man-to-man. And then he got pissed off at me. And literally, he ran two and a half minutes off the clock. The parents were screaming. Just going four corners. I'm like, we're not budging. We're going to stay here in our zone because you guys haven't made a jump shot all damn day. So I just like but, uh, to call people kind of chief. Funny. Four corners is still in play in wreck. Yes. Um, the guy was yes. kind of an asshat. Yeah. So. If Jeremy if Jeremy calls you chief, but, you're not you're not on his team. I can promise you that. Yeah. yeah things job. aren't going too well. Nope. <laughs> all right. Well, get some sleep, big fella. Thanks for right, thanks joining us, bro. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you. So that's our boy, Jay Khan. I think Jay Khan Jay, Jay is a better nickname than Jer. Yeah. I actually yeah, like the way Jay Khan sounds. Jer. I mean, come on, Jer. Yeah. Terrible. Did I call him Jer? Yeah, you, you, yeah, call, you call him, him Jer a million times. Oh, I like Jay Khan. Jer? Yeah, I like yeah, Jay Khan, too. That's true. I like that. I call him Yak. If Yak hates he's, that, he's too. Got the, he's got the gift of gab. Yeah, he's good. He's got to do I mean, I guess he, he is, he's in radio. Yeah. That makes sense. He doesn't bore people like other people on stations. Down <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people just haven't. Some people don't. Rue, I mean, what can you say? <laughs> I mean, and, I, and I'll tell you this, and I, I honestly, I hate to keep harping on, harping on it, but I do, really don't. But I, I don't think there's anybody in radio with a bigger ego uh, and stomach than Paulson. Like, honestly, you that's are just what tilts me. You know, it you, tilts me more than anything to listen to You wonder why all these guys block you. I mean, well, I, think, I think that's a funny line, Rich. I'm, trust me, I, I, I like comedy and, and, and zings. But the, the one thing I'll say about uh, Grant Paulson is I think Grant Paulson is talented. Yeah, Grant Paulson, he is. He's really he's good just, on baseball. There's, there's no he, doubt. With, there's no he's, doubt. He's with the wrong guy. I mean— that, that isolate that, or I have to isolate no, that. I think. Well, he's with the he, he needs to get with a different guy. <laughs> but the, that doesn't. I, I'm not saying he's not talented. That's the thing. He it's it's fine that he's talented, yeah. but the guy cannot have a, a an actual back and forth conversation. Yeah. His his opinion yeah. is the right opinion, and he will force it down your throat. You you until are you absolutely. And that's the thing where I think that he has just been missing. He can't have. A back and forth on the radio with someone, and nope. he can't have a back and forth on Twitter with someone without him saying, "You know what? Uh, thanks no. for the call," or he'll just end the tweets. That's no, the listen, one thing that is wrong. He got into an argument. First of all, that they had, they had uh, Steinberg on the other day because Steinberg, our guy, yep. he's yep. in our camp on this radio row argument. So he he came on uh, their show, and Paulson uncomfortably argued about it for the first five minutes and did you see the line i dropped on him on twitter yeah and he responded he responded i, I said i'd rather be on death row than listen to radio row <laughs> yeah it's the worst and he week said, of sports talk radio year after year after year 
And he, what did he say? He gave he some kind of like just one to me, word. He goes, I don't get this logic. Yeah. Well, what do you well, mean? I'll tell well, you, what? if you don't get it, Dan, because I listened to this, Steinberg broke it down perfectly to you, Grant, which is basically it's the same asshats jumping from one show to the next, uh, selling some website or some, you know, some drug or some something that they've gotten behind. And it just it's boring. Yeah. But, but besides the fact that my team is not in the game. Even if so, they were. And I told you this last week. I know, but I told you this last week. I don't care personally. I don't care what Joe Namath has to say. He's 70 years old. He probably hasn't watched one football game all year. He's been waiting for this day because he knows people want to talk to him and he can jump, like you said, radio booths. Yeah. I personally, I don't care what Ed Tuttle Jones says or Joe Namath or no. Jerry Rice. I, I couldn't care less yeah. what those guys have to say. And you're right. I personally think it is the the most boring time for radio because they all have to do it and they all do it. And to me, it just stinks. Uh, it just doesn't interest me. And I'm glad Steinberg wrote that article. And I'm glad that he challenged uh, the, the Grant and Danny because Grant, the first thing, or Danny opened up the first thing was, oh, it was a great week of radio. No, it, it really wasn't. No. Sorry. Yeah. It, there's, it a wasn't. Re- there's a reason why their A game, their A team basically, didn't go. Yeah. I mean, right. not only the fact that they bitch about it and it's four of them, I understand that. But really, they're way more entertaining when they're there because they'll get stuff out of them. Grant and Dan, you're going to ask them the canned questions. They're going to get their plugs yeah. in, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's what that's what the, I do have to give the props to the junks is we, we all like them. They will get stuff out of people that uncomfortably – or not, they'll get out of people that is better for the listener. And I think that's what the big thing is there. So, and actually, we have to give props to Chad. I think Chad would be able to do that as well. Um, you know, if he's I've really him. come around on Chad. I think he's, I mean, he's really. You've got to listen. To and you know what it is? It's it's by it's by himself. Yeah. Without, I guess maybe I should say it's without Lavar. Yeah. Without Lavar there, he's really good because he can he can do what he wants and he can he can be run his own show and he doesn't have to. I'll play second fiddle to some asshat named LeVar Arrington, who was the most overrated Redskin linebacker ever. Maybe at this point. All right, speaking no, of linebackers, no speaking of things, let, let's let's kind of get – I want to hear your guys' take here, your hot sports take real quick here, Yak, on the Super Bowl itself. I'll give, I'll give you a nice little timer here, Yak. I want to hear your five minutes. I want to hear where you were. Five minutes? Well, for Yak, I'm giving everybody uh, five uh, minutes, like a debate. I'm going to I'm going to condense it down to about a minute and 10 oh, seconds. Oh, you're saying less. less. All right, so you get 2 minutes. I want to hear where you were, how fired up you were. Give me your Super Bowl background real quick, where your action was and how distraught you were at the end because I have a feeling where you laid your cash. Okay, well, I was at my buddy's Frank's, who's one of the pest now guys. He actually God, lives Jesus. lives right around the corner from me, which is nice and convenient. He had a nice Super Bowl party. Uh but anyway, that's where I was. Uh, the game itself, listen, I I am I'm on about a three-year sub-500 ATS uh, cooler, okay? So it didn't surprise me that that game ended up going that way. And, you know, it's – the the Panthers look like the play. I mean, they absolutely demolished the Seattle Seahawks. They absolutely demolished the Arizona Cardinals. And they came out, and I'm not even going to say they laid an egg – you know, they faced uh, a defense that, I, like I, I said, I thought they were extremely fortunate to get out of the Pittsburgh game with a win. But they did. 
they then turn around and shut down Tom Brady and that offense that looked unstoppable for the last month and change. And you, you got to take your hat off to that team. I mean, you know, it's, it is what it is. I mean, they, they, they stopped a team that had the number one offense in the league that scored 80 points the prior two games. And, um, you know, that's that. I mean, it's, and it's, it's, as far as Cam Newton is concerned, you know, I'm tired of hearing about it. And I just think that it's, uh, you know, he handled himself poorly in the press conference. But let's move on. Richard? Richie? Richie Rich. Was it the over-under Lady Gaga style on that uh, synopsis there, Yak? That, was, you, was Rich there? Well, I think he I put himself on the, mute. He put himself on I mute. Was, I put it on mute that's because good. I didn't want to hear – you didn't want to hear me banging against the table with my kneecap. Apparently that's been picked no, that's up. Fine. I think it's more you te- well. texting Tom on the side. But listen, I, I, Rich, I know where you – you wanted Manny to win. I actually think you predicted the Broncos to win too on the old book of face, right? Yes, 24-20 was my prediction. Pretty good. And I'm pretty sure because I got a couple of text parties that you hit a couple squares as well. I did. I hit the first and second quarters, rolling in the dough, 450 fat ones, and I was praying for some more, but it didn't go my way. They well, kicked the field goal to ruin it. Yeah. Or no, no, you know what? They went for two. Went for two. I had I had a three, and if they would have kicked the extra point, I would have had 23. Would have been another fat one, and I was just cursing the TV, <laughs> calling Manning stupid for going for two. I said, "Why are they going for two? Well, say so go up by two scores. Um, th- I know what the logic uh, was. Gotcha. So when you say fat ones, you mean the, your neighbor, right? Yeah, the, okay. the fat neighbor screaming at me for the snow. Stuff. Right. So did you take out of that game how terrible it was as well? Overall, it was a terrible game. I tweeted, I think I tweeted, Rich, something as a hacky as this. If that was on the red zone, right, I don't think my our boy Chris Hansen would have ever gone to it unless it, like, you know, they, they got, like, the red zone once in a while. It's one of those, like, late afternoon games that they never go to. That's how terrible I thought that's that was. That's a great outside-the-box thought Thank on that you. game. Thanks for yeah. following. Because th- that, that's exactly true. And well, I think, first of all, you're you're mixing up your Hansons. It's Scott Hansen. Chris Hansen Scott is Hansen. to catch a predator. but Yeah, you know, Chris right. Hansen. What's going on in here? What's going on? Chris, Chris <laughs> Hansen will be in Tom Block's kitchen one day. <laughs> he may be there now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, the bottom line is this. The, the quarterback yeah, play, man. the quarterback play on both sides was dreadful. Uh, we, we can start with that. And, and it, essentially, you could tell, and, and I don't know, maybe somebody was quoted as saying this is what we opted to do. But when the Broncos basically were handing the ball off on third and five and third and four, their game plan was Peyton don't throw an interception. Let's just play field position yep. and let the defense win. How quickly in the game did you? And guys, that's what they did. How quickly in the game did you think that their that Wade Phillips thought that, or, or uh, I'm sorry, Kubiak thought that? How early did you? When they got up seven zero, Jabby, stop, stop that thought right there because you just made me think of something. How quickly in the game? This is this is this is a, an testament to the the Denver defense. How quickly in the game I knew that game was over was after. Carolina's first drive and I'm telling you when uh, Denver drove right down the field and even though they just kicked a field goal they then kicked off uh, uh, Newton looked uncomfortable he overthrew I mean but poorly open. yeah like his it, was it his first pass second I think they ran uh, on the first play yeah the second it was one his was... first or second pass on the very first drive and he overthrew Ted Ginn I think by 
you know, three, three or four feet over his head. Right. Not that and, Dane would catch it because he, he has feet yeah, for hands. But, but there was something, and, and I know, you know, you guys watch football, and Jabby, you bet like I bet. But not your, there was not just, your stakes. Well, not really. I don't bet that much. But, <laughs> there was, you know, they, call, they talk about the optics of it. Yep. There was something about the optics of what I had just seen, both in Denver's drive down the field and then what happened in that first Carolina drive, where I'm telling you, just six or seven minutes into that first quarter, you know, as, as somebody who had laid the five and a half or whatever it was, I was like, oh, shit. You know, yeah. the right side here is the Denver Broncos. And I'm telling you, I had that thought six minutes into that football game. Yeah, and, and you know what, though? And we talked about it last week. And, I mean, and again, I'm going to continue to pound myself on the back. I just thought the way that Denver defense had performed all season, and I know they had a little bit of a patch and Yak. You had the blog about it and, and leading up into the Steelers game. And I just felt that the defense was – playing so well at that point obviously they were number one all year but that 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 Patriots game really I think it re-energized them um I just didn't think Carolina was going to have the ability to keep Miller and Ware off of Cam Newton and and they and they couldn't to the tune of six sacks six sacks against Cam Newton um obviously Von Miller MVP and I just felt the corners were there the safeties had the size to deal with Olsen who was who was just a a non-factor um, the guys in the middle to plug the, the lanes up, they couldn't get Jonathan Stewart going. Um, and honestly, like like Jeremy said, Denver's got a lot of things to do uh, to keep that team intact. He already mentioned um, Von Miller is a free agent. I know Redskins fans are like, oh, let's throw the money at Von Miller. He's not going to be there. No. He's not going to be a free agent. Denver will franchise him or they will lock him up. He's not going to hit the market so you can stop. Uh, Malik Jackson's a free agent. Uh, Danny Trevathan's a free agent. You So you've got a lot of things that need to be done. He mentioned Chris Harris. Um, That's my guy. But, but that defense is so or was so good. And I think people who hadn't been following Denver or maybe were just so hyped up with Carolina, I think they, they didn't really give – that much credit going into the game to Denver, thinking that there was any way that they would be able to slow down Newton. And Newton was playing out of his mind as well. We saw it the week before against Arizona where he destroyed Arizona. And to come back and have that kind of game, or I'm sorry, two weeks before, to have this kind of game two weeks later, I mean, again, Denver's defense, ridiculous. And please, and please, if you're a Redskin fan and you're saying that they should have hired Wade Phillips and look what happened, oh, come on. The, the, the talent on that Denver team is, is just leaps and bounds ahead of the Redskins talent. So don't give me the, we should have hired Wade Phillips. Look at the dumb decision. It's just, that's, that's horseshit. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. And the thing too, real quick on that is pot roast left Denver, went to your boys. And I think he was up and down. I think he's more funny off the field than he is really actually on it. But, um, you know, he left the, the Broncos and they still were able to kind of get that push and still have that defensive, um, push. I, I myself thought this game was going to go kind of the way it, it's very rare that I, I hit it on the one game, but I had the Broncos 23-20. I had Von Miller as the MVP of the game as well. I just felt like Yak, and I think I said it on the show last week, if the Broncos can get to 20, I don't care what Carolina's done against the Saints and against some of the other drivel teams that they played because they played as, I like to call them, front runners. They're almost like the Tiger Woods of uh, of golf in a way where they were really good when they're on the lead. They would let teams 
come back, but they were able to close it out because they had huge leads. They never got hit in the mouth early in a game outside of the game with Atlanta, and really Atlanta's not hitting anybody in the mouth. So they really never had that. And the other thing I think I pointed out last week was this. That intangible, that two weeks getting in there and having Cam have to start, you could see his demeanor change from when he got off the plane in those bad pants to by third day when he was being asked the same question over and over and he was getting distraught about. That's all you heard about it. Everybody was all over Cam, and I understand you know, he was the MVP of the league and everything like that. I thought the stage, Jack, and I think I, tweet, I, think I texted you about it, I thought the stage was a little bit too big for Cam. Oh, no, it, it it absolutely was. And and like I said, the, the, we're not taking anything away from Denver's defense, uh, but he just looked really uncomfortable. And a lot of that and, and, and a lot of what uh, Denver, how they the pressure they applied led to some of the stuff that we've seen and now heard after the fact. Um, but, you know, I, I, like the first 24 hours after the game, my take on Cam Newton was, you know, what an effing baby. And and I agreed with J.P. Flame, and I know he's generally not the hot take guy on the junkies, but I could not have agreed with him anymore on what he said Monday morning, which was, you know, we saw the real Cam. You know, Cam Newton didn't have to deal with losing this season. They lost one meaningless game in like the 15th or 16th week the week of the year and yeah it took away their took away their bid to get a perfect season um but yeah he he did he acted like a total baby and and I don't care if there was a guy in the background that that's the way it's set up it's been set up for years uh so with regard to his press conference I had a real problem with it and you know what speaking of Chad Dukes to give him some more props Chad Dukes played Russell Wilson's press conference yep. from a year ago, Bit when of a Russell Wilson loss too, right? I mean, <laughs> different a loss, yes. you think? Yeah. yeah, I mean, and you know, we could put we could talk about Pete Carroll's hand in that yep. uh, until the until the cows come home. But he and and I had never heard it. Maybe I did last year and just didn't pay attention. Maybe maybe it was more more of a uh, it, it 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 had more of a of an effect because of what we just saw from Cam Newton. But goddamn, Russell Wilson just threw uh, you know, an interception from basically his own two-yard line to lose the game. And this guy sounded like he had just you know, won the lottery or got two, two free tickets to Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> and he could not have handled himself any better. So whatever. But where I'm at on Wednesday, I'm done with, it, with analyzing Cam Newton. Um, I'm sorry, and you know, I'm I'm not PC, but there's a racial element to this. I mean, and if you don't want to admit it, you're just you're just simply being naive or you're being ignorant, and racist. Well, um, you, you know, you know what I will say. Who I felt really bad for was Mike Carey. I mean, come on, Jesus. very first, very first replay of the game, and shockingly <laughs> wrong. Him. I mean, come on, man. He is—he's the worst. Yeah, but I think he was right. That was a catch. He, no, he wasn't right. No, he was not right. What's a catch? Does anybody no. know what a catch is? No, the, the referees don't even know what a catch is. That's the point. Listen, Gabby. you guys, listen, listen. Listen, we're listening. By the letter of the law, you have to maintain possession of the ball going to the ground. Doesn't matter if it hits the ground. When he hits the ground, that ball cannot be moving all over the place. 
It's not a catch. When he goes to the ground, that ball is moving. It's under his armpit, and then when he rolls over, it's moving around. It's not a catch. By the letter of the law, not a catch. Sorry. So you know what, Mike Carey? You were wrong, and I don't think we heard from him for the rest of the night. Someone said that they fire Mike Carey mid-game because he was not heard from anymore. We should have put Jerome Bargard up there. After further review. I love him, man. He's he's, he's terrible, too. You're a racist. I'm not. He's He's not. He's great. He's fantastic. The two brothers. It's Booger. Jerome Booger. Jerome Booger. It was after he he screwed us in, in the Carolina game. Yeah. Oh, oh right. was he the was he the referee in the game? You're goddamn right. Terrible. He was. Well, he's terrible because that was a terrible call. Yeah, and in the oh, Redskins game, the review we're screwing and, the Redskins. And you know what? This is a good segue because you know they're gonna. Everyone's talking about what can happen next year and what are the Redskins' chances. Jabby, I'm you know you. I'm not a homer like Rich Turpin. A bit. I don't think they're that far away. I, I think they are – this might sound crazy. I think they're a couple pieces on the defensive side of the ball away from competing in the NFC. And that game down in Carolina, if you know football, okay, and you watch that game, and if, and if you want to try to argue with me that that game did not turn on that call, you don't know football. Because that would, have been, that would have been 21-14 Redskins at halftime. That's what yeah. it would have been. That's why I said. That's why when I was arguing with the people, they were saying, ah, it's just one call. It's one call. No, it doesn't matter. It's the moment of the call. Right. You're right. It, was, it would have been 21-14. That's a huge momentum builder. You get a, a pick six or whatever would have been ruled. Well, I guess it would have been an interception because it was still in the air. Yeah. You get a pick six, you go into halftime, you're up 21-14. That's a huge, yeah. a huge momentum builder. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, the score is 44-14, and then they get the safety 44-16. Come on, yeah. get real. But, but my bigger point is this. The fact of the matter is they won nine games. They won their division. They were, you know, they, they obviously they couldn't beat the Packers because – they couldn't get a rush. They couldn't get to to Aaron Rodgers. But there's a lot of good things going on with that team on the offensive side of the bo- of the ball. They're going to sign Kirk Cousins to a long term deal. You know, they might pick up. Who knows? Maybe they'll pick up a free agent. Maybe they'll pick up the guy on uh, Jeffrey from Chicago. They don't. I personally, I don't think they need a lot of offensive pieces. That's yeah, just me. I would say defense. They but, need one. They need one lineman. I think they need another running back because they're not going to they're not going to resign Alfred Morris apparently. Yeah, it's defense, and, and I don't care what anyone says about Scott McLuhan. He's going to find guys for in free agency. I mean, look what he did last year with Terrence Knight and Chris Culver. He'll bring Stephen Paya. He'll bring guys in. Ricky Jean Francois. He's going to bring guys in. Jaron Johnson. He will bring people in to fill the roles. They're not going to be Albert Haynesworth hundred million dollar guys, but they're going to be guys that will make impacts. And we've already seen guys like Danny Trevathan we talked about with Denver. He's a free agent. Redskins need some inside linebackers. He could be there. Uh, Malik Jackson, defensive lineman. Redskins need some defensive line help. Maybe he, you look at him. There's guys everywhere that will be an upgrade on this defensive side of the ball. And McLuhan will do his best to make sure that at least one, two of those guys get there. And I'm not, I don't have to say it, Yak. I'm with you 100%. I, 
I think they're in the race already. It's February and they're in the race. Yeah, especially in that division where I think it's a lot of things up in the air. Two new coaches in the division. Um, Romo, you don't know. The Manziel situation, which is a whole other podcast that we won't even touch tonight. But um, you're absolutely right. I think the Redskins are in a good shape with the draft. All their picks, Rich, I'm actually looking forward to it next year. The expectations are going to rise a little bit. Um, but I, I think it's okay. And I know everybody talks about, oh, the schedule is going to be tougher. Well, you don't know the schedule. I hate when people talk about that because you don't know what these teams are going to be like exactly. next year. Just because they were good this year doesn't mean. Now, again, yeah. some of the stalwarts that are out there, your Patriots, your, your, your Pittsburghs, I think Baltimore will be a little bit better than they were last year. But either way, you still don't know with these teams. It's the reason why there's a 50% turnover in the, in the thing. So uh, in the league itself. So I, And you know I'm what? And, and I'm glad you said that, Jabby, because you know what else I hate hearing? Mm-hmm is when people say, well, the Redskins will have a first-place schedule next year. What does that mean? It's only two games. Yeah. They only play two other first-place teams. It's not like they've got this schedule where they're playing 15 first-place teams. They don't play the 85 Bears and, right. and the 94 Niners. Play, <laughs> right. It's not the all-Madden team where they're playing the best teams throughout the history of time for all, for all their games. It's two games. That they're playing yeah. against, not you know, that are not common opponents for everybody. Two games and, and jab grip, people. I, I know that we do it. When I say we do it, you actually do it, and I and I put it on my on my blog. But is there anything more more dumb than going through every game in July and predicting the score? Oh, but it's oh, fun. Got, I, mean, time. I mean, I mean, there's the All Star no, break. I mean, the baseball. You know that kind of. No, goes I know, but it just it's so irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you this: the Chargers are not going to make the playoffs. How about that? I'm going to the Tijuana Chargers will not be in the playoffs next year. That's what I'm going to go out on a limb and say to you guys. And um, I and I can tell you that Yak will have my post probably May first about what the Redskins record will be. You got to you got to wait till the draft's over in, in the draft around that same time. No, the draft's in April. No, no, no it's May now. Yeah. They moved it back. Yeah, no, they like, moved it back, Rick, to April. Yes. Yeah, they moved it. it. Back yeah, to they moved May. it back to April. No, they moved it back to April. Oh God, it's show bet. I guarantee it's in May. I bet you those credits. Somebody's it's Googling not. it right now. <laughs> You'll bet the credits. Speaking of the credits, we got nine dollars and forty nine cents left. Jeremy only caught us fifty cents, fifty one cents. So that's good. So we'll be able. To I get wonder how much Dan and Helly will cost well, us. It's a long, it's a long, it's a long call over on the other side. All right, yeah, he lives in Cali. He does live in Cali. By the way, Laguna Beach. Hello. Um, all right, Yak. Let me. You got any? You guys have any movie? Any TV yes. things at the end here? Because we've done enough on the damn Super Bowl. Okay, so I'm just gonna make. I usually make recommendations. I'm going to make an anti-recommendation. Uh oh. So I did. I heard um, a. Uh, of course, Howard Stern. You, you guys don't listen to him. Yeah, of course he's he's on vacation again this week. But anyway, I was listening to Shocker. a replay of uh, Jonah Hill. Uh, a Jonah Hill interview. Yes. And yeah, we've heard this was from like 2014 or something. And he was telling how he was plugging this movie called This is the End. Yes. That was the biggest piece of. Can you put the bleep word in, Jabby? That was the biggest piece of. I've seen all year. So don't spend $2.99 on on demand. It's garbage. On it's on got demand. Jonah Hill. And James Franco and a couple other loser potheads that will be out of the business in five years. It's the biggest piece of crap ever. Way to be topical. That movie came out two years ago. Well, I'm just saying. It's garbage. I actually, I actually laughed at it. I thought it was actually pretty funny. I thought it but. sucked. <laughs> and, yeah, and I'm pretty sure Rich doesn't get into the wacky lettuce. I think you have to have some wacky lettuce to like those flicks. Now, actually, the only, actually, the only I like the movie up 
when uh, I mean it was okay, but when what's his name comes on, that guy Danny McBride, when he comes on, he, his his parts are pretty funny because he's uh, he he'll make you chuckle. If you just watch Danny's part, yeah, he'll make you chuckle. And then when when uh, when James Franco was getting bitter at him because he thought he he was like oh. He was asking why all the pages were stuck Uh-oh. together on his nudie magazine. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's butt funny. I mean, come on. All you right, got real, it. You real got quick, I'm gonna let Rich finish it off. I'm gonna tell you a movie. I'm gonna since we're going with that theme, real quick. Mrs. Burns. I don't know if she was trying to put me in the mood or what. It didn't work. We watched Room. Oh, no, no, no. We watched Room. By the way, Room. Room. Okay, it's a kid and his mom stuck in a shed. And they've been in the shed for like seven years. They're not letting me get out. Some guy was like, it is the worst. And it's up for like an Academy Award, by the way. And I don't know how Jennifer Lawrence is the uh, the actress in it, by the way. This no, year. it's not. It's Brie Larson. You're finished. No, no, it's not. It's Jennifer Lawrence. 150% chance. In Room? It's called Room. Look it up. Lucky. She, room. it's the worst. No, you're right. Jennifer Lawrence was in Joy. I saw that too. Yeah, That's terrible too, by the way. Room is the scariest. Like if you have a child and you're like, just it's just the most creepy movie ever. You get the, it's so awful. They're in this like room, legitimately in this shed for half the movie. The kid pretends to be dead, spoiler alert, so that they can take him out and pretend that the, 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 the creeper has to take him out. All of a sudden he rolls <laughs> out creeper. of it. It's the worst movie ever. Do not see room that's my recommendation from uh, i won't go see that all right well the the, the movie that i'm going to Joy's recommend terrible too by the way the room the, the movie that i'm going to recommend is a movie that i believe you can only get on netflix and it's called creep and it's a and, oh. it, and it's actually really really oh. good my wife and i saw it it's got the guy from the league uh, i can't remember his name off the top of my head but it's it's got two guys one guy is responding to an ad to to basically be a photographer for a day and he comes up and he follows this guy who's doing like a personal journal uh, for his unborn son. And just some weird things are happening. Not like Rich, paranormal things. Just weird. I remember you talking about this to, with somebody on Twitter. Yeah, with Drab. And I, and I watched the trailer and I almost asked my pants. Yeah. It, and, it was, and I'm in my 40s. Good. Yeah. I just don't. The whole concept of this movie is disturbing. And there's no, it's not blood, guts, it's not like that. It's just, it's one of those mind effing movies that's kind of like, and I know it'll grade out as a horror, but it's, it's more like, it'll make you jump. But again, it's not, it's not gory. It's not like Friday the 13th, but it, I mean, the movie itself, really well done. Two guys carry the flip. That's all there is. Two guys in it the whole time. They carry it. Uh, Really, really good. Four fat neighbors for me for, for (laughs) Creep. (laughs) <laughs> find it on Netflix. Can we get her on the show? Can we call no. her a credit? I mean, how much to how much make hey, credits? Let me slip something in real quick. I know we got to go. <laughs> Jesus. Easy, I'm, I'm going to shock jock over here. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to slip in. <laughs> and you guys, if you got time, you can watch it. It's on Netflix. I'm just curious to see. And I told EB about this. I'm curious to hear your theories on what happened. There's a, a documentary on Netflix called Something is Wrong with Aunt Diane. And it's about, just Google it. I'm not even going to tell you. It, it's, it involves a car accident on uh, the, the, some New York freeway. And, uh, like Diane, uh, are they trying to play a pit on Diane, Princess Diana? 
No, 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 no. It's it's there's this woman and she she had her uh, a couple of her kids and her nieces and nephews and she was the aunt. Oofa. Yeah, so I'm not going to tell talk about it. I mean, you can Google the story, are you, are but Are you in a doc? Are you have a doc, a little like doc well, thing going with I've your I've got to say that yeah, I've got to say that I agree with him for the most part. And the thing is, my wife and I were already watching Making a Murderer. I only watched three episodes <coughs> and and determined he was guilty. I, that's all I needed to see. <laughs> she watched all eight or nine of them. But, There's I mean, ten. I did watch that. I, I watched uh, – I know we talked about it today, but I – you know, two or three months ago, I did watch that Kurt Cobain documentary, which that's is, next is for me. very eye-opening. That's I mean, next that, for me. That's yeah, your wheelhouse I, too, Yak, right? I highly recommend that one. And yeah. then this past weekend, we watched this – uh, something is wrong with Aunt Diane di- documentary, and it's a little. It's I don't know if I'd call it creepy. It's like it's hard to e- even explain. There's a car accident. Nobody knows why it happened. Uh, her her autopsy results did show that um, uh, she had some alcohol and, and marijuana in her blood. But the bottom line is it was it was an eight fatality wreck. Oofa. And yeah, it was a disaster. But there are some theories floating around on Reddit, and I don't know. You guys might find it interesting. <laughs> if you go down the Reddit highway, sometimes you can yeah. get a little wacky, though. I can promise you that. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely checking out Soap and Bleach, and then I'll get to Jack and Diane after that. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice pull. I'd like to meet some Jack and Diane. Hey, there's Thank a little you. ditty about it. <laughs> it's a little ditty. <laughs> all right, let's get out. Can we get we can out of get here? Get out of here, please? but real quick, just to let all ah, four yeah. of the listeners know, we will not be talking football next week. So we would no. love to go to the the Twitter. If you guys want to go to the yes, Twitter that but, Rich put out there. Uh, between... But guess what we're gonna guess what we're gonna be talking about for an, a solid hour. I hope baseball. Golf. <laughs> Sarah <Please>. Fraser. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Let, you know what? Let's just get her on the show and just ask her what she thinks of Tom. How salty would TCB if Let's we got her on the show? Let's ask her to come we'll on. I don't even know what she did. What does she do? I don't even know what she does. Is she on TV or radio? What does she She's do? She's radio, allegedly. Tom's um, doctor at the show. Listen, uh, you know what? My 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 big thing is we're gonna get a guest, a, a big time guest yeah, next week. Yeah, just shit Ellie. on Jeremy. Don't worry about it. Just shit on him. No, no, no. I mean, like, uh, like, like a national, <laughs> like a national, like Dan Helly or. Um, I mean, like, don't worry, Jeremy's in the top 50 talkers. Guy. Don't worry about it. It's oh, fine. that's fine. That's not, oh, come on. I mean, he's no CK in the top 10 producers. I mean, you know. Do they have top producers, too? Yeah, he made do? the list. He was number, like, 10. Oh, 10 gosh. out of 10. Yeah, well, can, we we should... get C- can we just get CK's bald head on the, on our show? Just the head. <laughs> we got a better chance of getting his, his doppelganger out there in England than we do him getting on this show. I can promise you that. He's too All good. Right. He's too Rich, good. will you get us out of here? Finally? Yeah, we'll get out of here again. Listen to the show between the uh, again. between the lines on Twitter, BaltimoreSportsReport.com. Get us up on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. It is at between the lines. T H A lines. Every Wednesday we'll be here breaking it down. And again, no football next week, but we will have a big time guest. Yak will be drinking. We'll talk more documentaries and entertainment. I'm, I'm going to ask Chuck Sapienza to listen to our show and give it a review. How's yes, that sound? please do. And I don't even know what he's WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Maybe we'll get him on the show. He does enough. Oh. Trust me. I think he does enough shows. Yeah, well, whatever. So anyway, for Yak, Jabby, I'm Rich. We'll see you next week. Between the Lines, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. He's going to have a 